Hi, 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 and hey, hey, and welcome to another edition of Talk More Talk, a solo Beatles video cast. This is a bi-weekly show, well, most of the time, <laughs> and we have it Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern time in which we talk about the solo careers of the Beatles, but there are times when we'll cover the group, especially in, in light of all that's happened in the last month or so with the Let It Be box set and, and Get Back documentary. I'm Ken Michaels. I'm one of the four regular co-hosts. And hopefully you're familiar with my syndicated Beatles radio show, which is called Every Little Thing, which runs on 50 radio stations. Every single day somewhere, you can catch my show on the internet. Wow. And in addition to that, I also co-host another uh, Beatles podcast called Things We Said Today, which is a bi-weekly show in which we cover everything Beatles and solo in that show as well. And I also have my own YouTube channel, which is all Beatles-centric as well. One-on-one hmm. -on -one interviews with people in the Beatle world. And I'm being joined, as I always am, with my uh, three esteemed colleagues here. And let me introduce them to you all. First of all, we have, without a doubt, the woman who is the queen of... <laughs> Beatles social media, and she's also the author of the book Songs We Were Singing, Guided Tours of the Beatles' Lesser Known Tracks, Michael Jackson FAQ, All That's Left to Know About the King of Pop, and also the Beatles and Fandom, which I have somewhere here. Usually Tom has it. Well, ready. I oh. figured, you know, I'll let you do, the, do some work. <laughs> I, got, I got the other <laughs> one. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. I've got it. Which she collaborated on with one of our colleagues, Ken Womack. Yes. And in addition to all that, she also teaches courses online from mm. Motown for Stevie Wonder and recently with Ken Womack, a, cl a class on Band on the Run, the album. Very cool. Let's welcome Kid O'Toole. Hello, hello, hey, hello. Hello, hello. There we go. And hello. I love the outfit. Hello, hello, or ho, ho, ho. Which ho, one ho, is it? <laughs> well, I've got my my Beatles uh, ugly Christmas sweater on, yes. which I can I break out uh, only once a year. What can I do? And uh, so I'm in the spirit. Hello, Ken, Tom, and Joe, and hello everybody out there. And uh, glad to, glad to be with you all tonight. It's yeah, a well, great, it's a great time of year, kid. You know, this people still like hustle and bustle, but they, they don't do it like they do other times of year. You know, they bump into you and say, "Excuse me." You know, mm -hmm. everybody's a lot more friendly this time of year. Absolutely, that's very true. Very true. And I just like last year, I bought Joe a, a pair of spats for for spats. Christmas. Spats. <laughs> yes. spats. You know, uh, he, he's a guy that's got everything, so I had to yeah. think of something else. Very yeah. true. Mm -hmm. But anyway, kid, you can't fit Beatles and ugly in the same sentence. There's no such thing as an ugly. That's sweater. true. That's true. Okay. Yep, it's a beautiful sweater. Oh, okay. 
Also, we have one of two hosts of the Two Legs uh, solo Paul McCartney podcast, along with Andy Nichols. He's always busy cranking out one good show after another, and that's Tom and Yachty. Hi, Tom. Hello, Ken, Joe, Kit. Uh, been a fantastic year, and um, you know, another expensive one for sure. What a lot of <laughs> no kidding. <Yeah. laughs> um, you know, I, I I try not to add up, you know, exactly how much I spend on these uh, four uh, lads from Liverpool, and I probably never will, but. Uh, I, I it hope would scare I, you. I, yeah, it was <laughs> so I, I, I won't. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and also, my other co-host is Joe Mayo. You know him as Mean Mr. Mayo. He has his own YouTube channel in which he talks about everything in pop culture, does quite a lot on the Beatles. He's a, he has his own Fab Gab feature in which he uh, rates tracks from Beatle and solo Beatle albums. Hello, Joe. Hello, Ken. Thank you very much. Hello, Tom, and hello, Kit. I'm so excited to be here to talk about all these 2021 uh, masterpieces that came out, and some not so much, but uh, some big stuff and big bucks this year. Well, going uh, back to my early years when I was only in radio, one of the things I used to do on uh, my radio program in New Jersey on WDHA at the end of the year, I would have a year in review show, very often with Al Sussman who is a frequent guest on our show, and Tom Franjone, who, as you know, is busy on the SiriusXM channel. And so we would look back at the previous year and talk about highlights of that year. And also, we'd also um, discuss what we'd hope for in the following year, our hope wish list. Hope for the future. So, yep, very good, Tom. And I um, want to say that, that there was a very good episode. I finally got around to watching your recent one of your recent episodes on your Ken Michaels radio show with Tom and, and Al and enjoyed yeah. that very much. Yes, yeah, it, was it, good. One it was nice. It was the first time that all three of us right. had a discussion together and only the three of us because mm-hmm. Al has been on our show. Tom was on. Um, yeah, Tom was on things we, things said, we today. said today. Yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, but it was great. It's just like, you know putting on an old pair of shoes <laughs> the old brown so one comfortable <laughs> he's quick tonight yeah he's on fire i was dude. trying to think of another shoe song but <laughs> can't but um anyway so that's what we'll be doing tonight looking back at the previous year talking about what our favorite moments were and releases and also uh, what our wish list would be for 2022 and by all means, if uh, any of you would like to comment about this past year and what you'd like to see next year, please do so. Um, and hopefully we'll get to read some of those comments on the show. Uh, we start off the show usually with Beatle News and such is the case tonight. Um, not as much as in previous weeks, but I'll get to it right now. <laughs> um, the Beatles Let It Be album has been supercharged by the showing of the docuseries Get Back and it has catapulted from number 80 to number 19 on Billboard's top 200 album charts. And it sits atop at number one on Billboard's top rock albums chart, where the group is exploding with other titles. Abbey Road is at number three. The number one compilation is at 26. And the White Album is at number 45. So don't confuse those two charts. It can Mm. be confusing at times. Yeah. You know, the Beatles are not at number one on the, the top 200 album charts, but on the rock album charts, they're at number one. In uh-huh. other chart news, 
on the British singles charts. Christmas is back in full swing with Paul's Wonderful Christmas Time as the uh, number 29 single. And John and Yoko's Happy Christmas is at 35. While both those holiday classics are nowhere to be seen so far on our charts on Billboard's Hot 100. Speaking of uh, classic Christmas songs, Wonderful Christmas Time has been covered by the very popular acapella group Pentatonix. It's on their new album called Evergreen. And you can find several performances of the group doing Paul's song on YouTube. Okay. Also, to mark the 50th anniversary back on December 7th of the release of the first Wings album, Wildlife, Universal Music and MPL have announced that, like the uh, first McCartney album and Ram, they will issue a 50th anniversary half-speed mastered vinyl edition coming out February 4th next year. While for many years the album had a reputation for being one of McCartney's weakest albums, it has gained somewhat in stature with tracks like Dear Friend, Tomorrow, Some People Never Know, and the title track getting more appreciation. The reissue on vinyl was cut at half speed at Abbey Road Studios using a high resolution transfer of the original 1971 master tapes. You were waiting for that, weren't you, Tom? Absolutely. I knew it would happen. I knew it would happen. It's just unfortunate that, um, you know, the, the vinyl, um, the boom has just expanded so much. And then there's just so little record companies now that acts are waiting six months to, you know, 12 months to actually get their stuff pressed. So, mm. I mean, it makes sense that they would announce it, but then it comes, uh, you know, a few months later, um, as is a bunch of releases. Uh, you know, Ringo's uh, Change the World, we got the CD release, but we had to wait right. for um, Olivia Newton-John's physical reissue had the CD was released, but the, the album's coming out next year as well. So, but yeah, but it's nice to see that that get recognized as well. Um, it's been out of print, so people are thinking cash grab, cash, cash grab, you know, but no, these, these titles need to be in print. Other people need to get a chance to buy these records as well, you know. Yeah, um, you're always going to have those, those people complaining yeah. about yeah. cash grabs. Yeah. Hey, yeah. anything that the Beatles have done, group or solo, is of historical importance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So everything should remain in print. At least yep. that's how I feel. Exactly. And just in time to celebrate Wildlife's 50th anniversary, a new recording was made. Yes. Some people never know. From the mm -hmm. team that brought the tribute to Ram album, Ram On, that's Fernando Perdomo and Danny Sywell, the original drummer on Ram and the first drummer for Wings who played on the Wildlife album. On this new version, Denny plays the original snare and cymbal he used on the original recording. And Fernando plays guitars, bass, keyboards, and percussion. And Adrian Bourgeois handles all the vocals. You can stream and download the track for just $1 at Fernando's Bandcamp page. Very nice. I uh, hope you pick a winner with it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was an excellent um, um, rendition of, of, of the track. They did a fantastic job with that. Great cover. Yeah, and I know how much you love that song. Tom. Oh, yes. Yep. It's I was very pleased. Song. It is. Yeah. yeah. I love the melody and great harmony work throughout. Mm. Yeah. Some people never know the right. Wings version. Mm -hmm. Also, thanks to Tom, who sent me this like 10 seconds before the show starts. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Paul's Wings bass sold at a gigantic auction of guitars and other memorabilia to aid Music Rising, a charity started by U2's The Edge and producer Bob Ezrin uh, that helps New Orleans musicians impacted by COVID-19 and by Hurricane Ida. 
Paul's bass sold for $471,900, breaking the auction price record for bass guitars. Wow. All right. And the and for, previous record holder was Bill Wyman. That's true. Oh. All right. Wow. We all know Paul has to break every record. So uh, <laughs> that's just another one under his belt. There you go. Mm. Ringo Starr's concert at the Paramount Theater in Asbury Park, New Jersey, scheduled for May 31st next year to kick off his concert tour, has been canceled. The show's promoter, AM Productions, is saying that the operators of the venue, Madison Marquette, report that the theater is being closed is being closed out of safety concerns and other issues raised this past August. Refunds hmm. will be available at the point of purchase. Should everything return back to normal after delays from COVID, the first concert for Ringo next year would be June the 2nd at the Wang Theater in Boston. Hmm. And thanks to my lovely wife, Joanne, hmm. who says I never give her any credit whatsoever and I'm doing it now, okay? <laughs> um, Joe Walsh of the Eagles will host his fifth annual Vets Aid concert on December 18th. The live stream will feature the debut of brand new music with performances from Joe Walsh and the band, along with special guests, including Ringo Starr. All net proceeds from this event will go directly to the Veteran Services Charities. Um, and to date, Vets Aid has raised nearly $1.8 million to organizations that support veterans and their families. Wow, that's impressive. And um, yeah, I went to one of the concerts at Mohegan Sun several years ago with Joe Walsh there. Fantastic performance. Mm. And um, yeah, that's all the news. And I thought before we get into uh, our show tonight, looking back at the previous year and also what we'd like to see in the coming year, we have to make mention of the passing of Michael Nesmith um, at the age of 78. No doubt so many Beatles fans are Monkees fans. And so many of us watching this show right now are feeling it. It's hard for me to believe it was only two years ago we were talking about Peter Tork passing away. So if um, if you guys would like to say some words about Michael Nesmith, I know Kit, you posted something really nice on Facebook with a great photo of you with Michael. Yes, um, yeah, this this one really hurt. Um, I I am a big fan. Uh, I've I've admired him for such a long time. I mean, this is this is a guy who was so ahead of the curve um, all the time, um, you know, not just as part of the monkeys, but uh, as, uh, you know, kind of a, a pioneer, not kind of, he was a pioneer in country rock. I mean, before uh, the Eagles were huge, he was there first, you know, with the first national band. Um, he was a pioneer in music video. I mean, he basically, uh, you know, was because of, of partially because of him that MTV uh, came about. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm sure many of you are familiar with uh, Elephant Parts, uh, the incredible video album uh, that, that he uh, came up with. And, and uh, you know, people talk today about, you know, Beyonce uh, being such a creative person because she did a video, you know, two video albums in the last 10 years. Well, that mm. wouldn't have happened without <laughs> Michael Nesmith. I mean, he, he did it. He did that first, too. Um, and, uh, you know, he just, uh, oh, multimedia, you know, when he uh, came out with his, al uh, his uh, novel, The Prison, 
uh, in 74, I think it was, um, he had a soundtrack that went with it, an album, and mm. critics slammed it at the time. Um, and uh, years later, that uh, he really was credited for mm. having this kind of early multimedia, you know, reading and, and you know, listening experience. And, you know, he just mm. didn't care you know, what, what critics thought. And, and oftentimes, as I said, he was, he was ahead of the curve. Um, I got to see him uh, with, uh, with uh, Mickey and Peter. Um, and I think that was in 2013, I want to say, I think it was that tour. And then I saw him twice, uh, a, a solo tour mm. um, in, uh, in like a, one in 2012. I think it was like about a year before that tour. Uh, okay. And he was incredible. Um, he just was a wonderful voice and I got to meet him. Um, and, uh, and I, uh, posted a picture on, uh, my, my Facebook page, uh, of the two of us. Um, and I got to tell him, uh, you know, how much I admired him and, and really, you know, just, uh, took his, uh, you know, his, his, uh, independent spirit, you know, is, is really a kind of a mantra for myself too. And, uh, and he was so gracious uh, mm. and, and met with everybody at that meet and greet, spent ev- you know, time with everybody, um, you know, signed autographs, took pictures, um, you know, just couldn't have been uh, nicer to, to everybody there. And uh, I, I just am so grateful that, that I got to meet him. And um, what, a, what a unique person he was what a creative person he was so when i heard the news i i just uh yeah the, the, the this one hurt this one really hurts yeah from what i understand the people who follow the monkeys and follow mike were aware of how ill he was because he did have quadruple yeah. bypass surgery right. yeah. not that yeah. long ago but 18. Um, yeah. yeah and i just saw uh the tour with mickey and mike at Mohegan Sun, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a tremendous show. It was very emotional. Everybody kind of felt like, this is it. This yeah. is the last we're going to see. But I don't think anybody knew they would be so soon right after this tour that Mike yeah. would pass away. Yeah, that's what I kind of got the sense that, I mean, I wasn't 100% surprised when I heard the news. Mm. But, but you know, because I had heard that too, that he was pretty frail and, and you know. But yeah, this soon, Wow. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, I mostly enjoyed the the songs by uh, you know Mickey Dolenz more, I think, and uh, Davy Jones. Then when I got older, I really appreciated the Mike Nesmith songs mm. like uh, "You Just May Be the One," yes. "Sweet Young Thing," "Listen to the Band," mm-hmm. uh, and and you know on and on. I really enjoyed it. I listened to some of his solo stuff and liked a lot of that too. Uh, and I'm glad I got a chance to see him because the first time I saw the Monkees. Probably was in 2000 or the early 2000s. And at that time, Mike wasn't in the group. It was just uh, Davey, Mickey, and Peter. But mm-hmm. then, as Kit says, later on, uh, in the 20 teens, maybe, something yeah. like that, early. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 2013, 2014, 20, I don't know. I got to see it, uh, the monkeys, but it had this time, Davey had already passed, unfortunately. But I got to see Mike finally. Hmm. with uh, Peter and Mickey. So I'm glad that I had a chance to see him as, as well. And uh, these days, you know, I'm a big fan. I, I regret that I never had the chance to, well, I had a chance, but I never got to meet him. I wish I had met him. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Tom, any thoughts? Well, uh, you know, 
it, people know me know I'm not, you know, the biggest monkey fan, but I, I'll tell you what, you know, I was rewatching some stuff earlier today and I do admire um, Mike Nesmith's career, his solo career. And I definitely admire him and the others fighting for their, the credibility, if you want, for, for being in the monkeys, for playing their own instruments and writing their own songs. You know, I, I, I admire them very much for, for take, trying to take charge and, and getting, um, getting that, that right to, to be a player on their own songs and, and to, you know, you know, write their own songs and stuff like that. So I definitely admire that. And, you know, he kind of almost kickstarted Linda Ronstadt's career with, yep. with a different drum, mm -hmm. um, you know, so you he gotta, sure you know, give him credit for that as well. But a lot uh, of people don't know that. that yeah. Yeah, well, some people don't right, know that he right. wrote that song. Right. Yeah. But you know, Great I songwriter. do I, you know, I do kind of get vocal when when somebody knows they're not doing well and they go out on tour anyways. Like we mentioned the triple bypass they had in, in 18. Now I have two family members that have had triple bypass surgeries. I know the toll it takes on a person's body, especially somebody in their 70s. Um, you know, mm. so you can, I could tell in pictures that, you know, he did look for kind of frail, you know, he looked like he was sitting down quite a bit. Yeah. Ken, yes, I mean, was. was he sitting down a lot? You know, during, during my show? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And Mickey was, was coaxing him quite a lot throughout right. the show to get up and talk and say things. Right. Right. Mm. And, and Mickey has said that, you know, he wouldn't have missed this tour for anything, which is fine. Right. But, you know, in a way, uh, you know, I'm glad for people got an opportunity to see them one more time. You know, I know how much yeah. the monkeys mean to a lot of people in, especially in the Beatles community. I get that. But in a way, too, I, I kind of feel, well, is it selfish a little bit? I mean, should he be spending more time with his family if he knows that he's not doesn't have that much longer? You know, kind of like the Charlie Watts situation, too. You know, he knew he wasn't doing well, but he still wanted to go out on tour anyways. You know, mm -hmm. so but I mean, that's a, another story. But yeah. I do respect the man. Absolutely. Sometimes it works I, the other way. It's because yeah. you go out there and you perform. It right. kind of energizes people and gives yeah. them more of a reason yeah. Yeah. to keep going. So you right. never know how yeah. it's going to affect. Right. Mm -hmm. you know, people, course. I've seen some interviews and people were saying, uh, thankfully, that at the end it seemed that Mike had finally really appreciated the monkeys yeah. and right. really got got mm. the whole thing. Right. And why people love the monkeys. Yeah. I'm so right. glad that he realized that. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, brief, brief story. Some of you know this story, but some of you watching may not be friends with me on Facebook, but I had a, a little, little personal in, in, encounter with them too, that um, years ago, um, I, I wrote for a, a blog called uh, Blog Critics, which was uh, kind of an online magazine. And I'd been asked to write a review uh, of a book, which was kind of a 70s coming of age novel. And it, and when I got the the book and I got the press release with it, it claimed to be the first book with a soundtrack. Mm. And so when I wrote the review, I said, oh, by the way, <laughs> that's not true. And I wrote about the prison, you know, I, uh, mm. about Mike Nesmith's book. So the article ran. That was great. You know, months later, um, a, a friend of, of uh, mine and, and many of ours, Jory uh, Grayson, who is a big mm -hmm. fan of Mike's and also took many photos of uh, Paul McCartney. She's a professional uh, photographer. When uh, Paul and Linda would come to Chicago for concerts and various events, she took some beautiful photos of them. Uh, some of them ended up on some of uh, Paul's um, album, uh, uh, live albums. Mm -hmm. So uh, anyway, so she messaged me and said, go to Mike's Facebook page right now. 
And I'm like, okay, now what, what's this about? So I went to it and Mike had written uh, this long post and talking about my review. Somebody mm. must have pointed it oh. out to him and said that I had talked, you know, that I'd mentioned the prison and he thanked me for, for mentioning it and then went into this whole post about how he had created this book and the album and how critics didn't understand it at the time. And, you know, and so I thought, well, you know, doesn't mm. get better than this. <laughs> yeah. I'm going yeah. from here, sure. you know, and, uh, and top so, of the world, ma. I know. I just thought, <laughs> God. And so then months after that was the first time he came for his solo concert at the Old Town School of Folk Music. And that's when I met him. Oh. And uh, and so when I went up to him, I said, remember that article? <laughs> I said, yeah. I wrote that. And, oh. uh, and he said, thank you for defending me. <laughs> and so it was, and yeah. So again, I remember walking out of there. I, I don't remember much of what happened after that. Uh, I just thought, well, <laughs> you know, that's, that's again, that's, it doesn't get better than this. So. Hmm. Great How great man. to know that he was aware of you. Yeah, right. I yeah. mean that yeah. was. How I mean, I, I'm like, I've got to, I've got to grab this moment. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, I can tell you. I don't know if my wife will want me to tell everybody this, but <laughs> <laughs> she's going to be a bigger star in this show. Who knows? <laughs> Um, no, when you start name, a story, when you start a story with, I don't know if I, my <laughs> wife would like this. Maybe. <laughs> You have to follow through. <laughs> but, uh, you know, What's... my wife's name happens to be Joanne, which is I'm... the name of Michael Nesmith's song, which was Beautiful his only song. really top 40 hit uh, as a solo artist. Only mm -hmm. he spelled it J-O-A-N-N-E. Yeah. And my wife spells it J-O capital A-N-N. Oh. And several years ago, when, when Mike put out a book, my wife went to the book signing. And so he was about to sign her name. And she said to, to Mike, you know, you spelled Joanne wrong. <laughs> you know, you know. And Mike said there, no, you spelled it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. Really. <laughs> so, but she always has that little memory mm. of when that happened. So, which is very great. Shy. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. But I'm just going to say, you know, I don't claim to be a monkey's expert. Um, and I really don't know their solo music that well, but I know most of what they did as a band. And I've always loved their music from the very beginning. And I love it more now than I ever have. I think their catalog is so superb. And part of the reason why is because of all the great songwriters that they had, um, that just people who knew their craft, everybody from Neil Diamond to Neil Sedaka mm. to Carol King and, and Jerry Goffin to Barry Mann and Cynthia Weil and David Gates and Paul Williams wrote a song for them. But apart from all that, the Monkees still wrote their music. Mike wrote the most. And he really was more of a pioneer at, at integrating country music into rock. Mm. He wasn't the only one that did that. In fact, you know, the Beatles did it too. Sure. <laughs> you know, with rockabilly and, you know, doing stuff like I Don't Want to Spoil the Party and, you know, Act Naturally and, and songs like that. Um, and many of their ori original songs were influenced by country music with the Beatles. But the stuff that Mike was writing, even going back to Papa Jean's Blues on the first album, yeah. that's country Great rock right there. Yeah, yeah so, I heard the, the, well, one of the shows I was watching was they gave him on those first two albums, they gave him two songs on mm -hmm. an album just to kind of shut him up a little bit, yeah. you yeah. know, <laughs> but uh, 
ahead. Yep. But I'm glad you mentioned uh, you just may be the one. Joe, that's yeah, one of I love my that. favorites. Love that song. And um, While I Cry is a beautiful song that was done in concert at this, this last tour. Oh, performed oh, magnificently by, oh. by Michael. So wow. he will be sorely missed for sure. Sure yeah. will. Mm. So, anyway, our hmm. show tonight is really to look back at 2021. <sighs> what a year. Wow. It's been a great year, Beatle Peoples. <laughs> <laughs> No. Did I mess that up? No. I think I did. Anyway, so instead of going through every major release and going in depth, as we've done throughout the year for each yeah. release, right. I thought that I would mention some of the most important, really the most important ones, and we'll also touch upon some other uh, releases that came out. But as far as just the music itself, we had the Plastic on All Band box set and book. All Things Must Pass box set, Let It Be box set and Get Back book, the McCartney lyrics book, the Get Back documentary, Ringo's two EPs, Zoom In and Change the World, plus what was just released digitally was that song, that charity song in which he covers um, See You Later, Alligator. Mm -hmm. So actually, Ringo released 10 songs in the past year. And the McCartney three imagined releases. So what I thought we'd do is go around the table here, the imaginary table, and um, find out from each of you guys what, what were your favorite of all these releases. Um, you know, you don't have to do it as though it's a top five or a top ten or anything, right. but why don't we start with uh, Joe? Well, I don't know. I guess it doesn't count. The Peter Jackson Get Back docuseries is my favorite thing all year. But... Of course it counts. I mentioned oh, it does. Well, okay. Well, then that's I, my very favorite yeah. thing, yeah, uh, you know, uh, of uh, Beatles material, things that happened Beatle-wise mm. in 2021. That's my very favorite. Of course, we said a lot about that uh, in our show. Um, I, and the Get Back book that went with it, I really love that because it had a really good photos to go with each day. And also the transcribing of what was said was terrific. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think uh, being a John Lennon uh, fan, uh, first and foremost for all the Beatles, I guess I really love the Plastic Ono Band box set of, of uh, CDs and the book. Uh, that was really terrific. And I think you get so much bang for the buck with uh, Lennon stuff so far. Um, so many different uh, presentations, too much to take in sometimes. you got to really have some days to really listen to it all, the evolution yeah. of the songs and whatnot. It was amazing after a while. I just, I, I was like, I need a break from this. <laughs> then I went back to it. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was really good. Um, i got to say, the Paul McCartney lyrics book, 1956 mm -hmm. to the, the present, first, which I wasn't going to get. And I wound up getting it. Um, yeah, well, we said a lot about that in our show as well. And I want to save stuff for other people. I don't want to go through everything. But um, I admire the way uh, Paul talks about it, the inspirations for certain songs and how he gives credit where, where it's due for certain things. And uh, I didn't even mind him, in this instance, putting McCartney first. Because I thought for this particular project, it was important to get it on the record. Of what he felt was he was a chief composer when it came to Beatles songs, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Now, 
Uh, I'm looking at my list here. Uh, I enjoyed Ringo's first EP a lot, Zoom In. I really thought that was really good and consistent all the way through. I've come to really enjoy the second one, Change the World. Although uh, when we did our show, I wasn't that keen on it as much. I, I like it better now than I did then. But I, I think Zoom In was the one that really uh, impressed me, the mm. first one. Yeah. And mm. uh, I, I guess I'm supposed to throw in... I feel obligated to say something about the Uber box of George Harrison. All things must pass just to rub in those gnomes a little bit more came with the, <laughs> the gnomes. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, that, what can I say? Here it Very comes. Oh, you're, oh, you, you, you had to I do knew, it. Joe. I knew it. It was going to happen. Yeah, to yeah. <laughs> Tom's got him. <laughs> And uh, yeah, very, very expensive, but uh, chock full of, of goodies and a really good representation of that classic album. And I'm going to also say that the list that I, that I had, I think it helped us out. Right, Kit, you gave us a, the list of everything released. Mm. Folks, I got maybe like 25% of it. You know, <laughs> so all those people out there that say he has to get everything, I have about 25%, maybe 50% at best. Of everything that came out, it seems. I didn't get every little thing. So uh, mm. that's it for me at this point. Okay. Well, this was a, a really eventful year in a lot of ways. Before I go to, uh, to Tom and Kit, so many box sets, a very expensive year, and that's without a McCartney box set. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, ever since Paul started putting out his archival box sets in 2010 with Ben on the Run, most years he's put out something, right. but this year he he let it slide hmm. to make way for John and George's and also for the, the Beatles box set. So, but we still had so much and a lot to digest. I mean, it takes a while to get to know all the discs on the Plastic Ono Band right. uh, box set, but mm -hmm. um, yeah. Tom, how about you? You're next. Well, he, he did give us a lot, though, because when you think of, you know, we got the Ram Ram Half Speed Master, we got the Grand Dude book, we got the Lyrics book, we got the McCartney 3 Imagine, we got the the uh, the later edition of McCartney 3 uh, from Third Man the Yellow, <laughs> you know, wow. the splatter. So, yeah, in, in, in reality, we did get quite a bit from, from Paul, but I, yeah. did, I do wish that we would have gotten an archive set because, I mean, those are, let's face it, those are really you know stuff that people want um mm -hmm. but hopefully next year um but uh wow this year um you know i'll i'll start with um i really even though there were some inaccuracies during the the, the episodes uh, what was it six episodes the mccartney 321 was was very uh and mm -hmm. it was very enjoyable um just hearing him talk about these songs and then, you know, the other aspects of the songs, the other individuals that helped influence these songs, you know, and seeing them, you know, in, you know, in, in those shows as well, was, was really cool and well done by, um, uh, Rick Rubin, uh, and his team. Uh, so kudos to, to you there. Um, you know, the get back is to get back. Joe, you already said a bunch on that. So <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll stop there, but, um, the, the best, in my opinion, the, the best box set of, of this year was definitely the Plastic Ono Band. Um, it, you got the best bang for your buck. Um, you know, all those different, um, you know, versions of, you know, 
of, of, of the whole of, of the songs are great. The raw studio mixes, the elements, the demos, the ultimate mixes. You know, this was just a well done job. And, you know, hopefully um, these keep coming. And I think, you know, Sean kind of spilled the beans a little bit a couple months ago about what yeah. we can expect next year. Um, mm. So but um, this is definitely um, the best box set, I think, by far. Um, the lyrics book. Um, you know, again, um, much better than I was expecting. I thought we would hear a lot of the same old, same old stories, you know, the gifts that keep on coming, uh, you know, but we really got some good uh, info from there from Paul. And he, and he just goes in so many different directions. You know, it's, it's just really uh, fascinating, you know, to his mindset for, for, for a lot of these stories and, and what was what he was thinking of so many past stories that we talked about during during that show. Um, uh, let's see here. Um, you know, all things must pass set um yeah it was just so much stuff and a lot to take in and um oh, sound great good sounding stuff uh you know and then you know the ken and krupa book to go with it was a great companion uh piece uh to go with with, with that um you know this guy right here now i haven't gotten to all of it yet i'm probably like 50 pages in but every page that i'm reading is yeah. this, this yeah. book has just yeah. been has just been it's it's the be all to end all books on yeah. on the Beatles and Hamburg and, and you know if you didn't get this book I mean it's unfortunate but uh, and I know it was expensive trust me it was um, but it was definitely a must have in 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 the uh, in the Beatles world so but um, and you know I'm still enjoying McCartney three so I loved the when that spider <laughs> got announced you know so you That's know. Yeah. Well, go ahead. That's another thing. McCartney three yeah. came out in December of last right. year, so it really carried yeah. over. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But because I was still getting stuff after that, and because mm -hmm. I ordered so many copies of them, I was still getting some, you know, after the New Year. Yeah. And we can't forget. And of course, this oh. was the absolute best thing. <laughs> Twenty one. Really, right. just saved it for surprise. Right. Thank you, sir. Your checks in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was gonna just do a whole. We're going to talk just about the books, but you right. know, at any time, if you want to bring up oh, okay. books, sorry, you can do so. Yeah. But when I was referring to new McCartney, I meant you know, completely new music yeah. instead of all right. different versions, you know, for mm -hmm. collectors. But, um, yeah, certainly much to your delight there, Tom. Yeah. Plenty to collect, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, Kit, how about you? Uh, yes, well, and and yes, as Joe just showed on a personal note, yeah, Ken, Ken and I had that book come out. That was a, a real thrill for us. We've been working on it a long time. So, so on a personal note, that was certainly mm. a, a highlight for me. Um, as far as as uh, rest of it, yeah, the the all things must pass box set. I I was really looking forward to that this year and uh, it certainly did, didn't disappoint. It was uh, you know just chock full of, of demos and the outtakes and yeah. uh uh just uh you know beautifully presented and uh, and as you said tom the book uh that uh that kim womack and jason krupa put out uh kind of was perfect timing because yeah. uh, it it is a, a really mm -hmm. good companion uh to uh, to the uh, box set and um you know really gives new insight uh as to just how hard George worked on that album and, and the, you know, kind of the self-doubt he went through at times, but then other times how he, you know, that, that Phil Spector didn't just completely control that project. Right. I mean, you know, there right. were times where Phil wasn't there and, uh, and George was, 
you know, and was really directing things. And, uh, and so that was, uh, that was a great surprise. Uh, another great surprise, um, besides box sets, I loved that Ramon tribute album. Um, I, that was one of the biggest surprises. Thank you. Thank you. For enjoying that, but one of the biggest surprises of the year for me, because, you know, normally I, I know I said this a bunch of times early on when, when, uh, we did shows about it that, you know, tribute albums can be hit or miss, mm. you know, they were, you know, they, they can, but Fernando and, uh, and, uh, Denny Sywell did, a phenomenal job yeah. and and to me it really gave me a new view on the ram album because i didn't always like every single track on on ram to be honest with you but after mm. hearing that album it really put put the original album in a whole new light mm. for me i i just loved the interpretations on there and i just thought they did a, a just a great service to the original and it just was so well done clearly every artist on that album right. loved ram yep. and mm. wanted to just give you know pay loving homage to it so i i loved that album that was one of the biggest surprises of the year hmm. for for me um so definite definite highlight um i agree with you joe zoom in um i really liked zoom in uh from from ringo you know he's really been undergoing such a career renaissance uh in, in the last uh, few years um and change the world i like too but i i would have to give i kind of agree with you i'd have to give the edge to zoom in i thought that was uh, that was a fun record and kind of a timely record. I almost call that the, you know, the quarantine record or something because he did, because <laughs> he did kind of comment a bit on, on what we were, I mean, even, even the title zoom in. I mean, he was having some fun uh, with that. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I just thought that was a, a fun highlight. And uh, so I enjoyed that. Um, I mean, of course, get back. What, what can you say? What else can you say about that? Um, mm. And yeah, the Plastic Ono <laughs> Band, uh, I, I think was, that was one of the most thorough box sets. Absolutely. I've sure. ever seen. Yeah. I mean, well, so that, was Imagine. So was Imagine. It, it, it was yeah. very yeah. much in line with Imagine. It, it absolutely yeah. was. I mean, Sean and, and Paul Hicks, and, and all the, they're doing just a phenomenal job of putting mm. together these sets. I mean, with all the different mixes, I mean, you get, I mean, sure, you get the demos, you get the outtakes, you get the jams, but you then get these additional mixes. The, the, the books, my gosh, I mean, with, with Plastic Ono Band, they had that separate book mm -hmm. that, that came out, which was, that was um, incredible too. Yes. You know, oh. and then you get the box set and you get another book. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Come, come on. I mean, it's, well, it's just really, I mean, it was an embarrassment of riches. I mean, it was just uh, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so many things. I agree with you there, uh, Kit. Um, for me, the absolute highlight in a year with so many highlights has to be the Get Back documentary. Mm -hmm. yeah. I can't say enough about it. It really is a masterpiece. And I will admit that, you know, when it comes to, in general, audio versus video i can listen to audio thousands of times and never get tired of it with video most videos and movies i watch once or twice and then hardly ever go back to it mm. with the exception of like a hard day's night and help and those <laughs> those films but i can tell you one thing i'm going to keep going back to get back 
because you pick up new things every single time you watch it that maybe you didn't hear was said the first time and you you really learn about the relationship in such a compressed period of time in one month and it's it was it's a work of art it really is yeah and despite the fact that yes it was close to eight hours i found it all riveting i was mesmerized by the whole thing and like we said the picture quality was so amazing and so much you learn about the whole process of of how they worked in the studio we never really saw that before no. with the beatles i mean except right. for the original let it be and rehearsing hey jude but to start a song from scratch like get back to see the genesis of that you know and to oh. see the others oh. react to it right. and then then when you hear the finished product it's absolutely fascinating i don't know how anyone cannot be fascinated <laughs> by all that yeah and the the wealth of material that was pouring out of them especially paul at that time all the snippets of songs that you heard uh you know i was just watching um again when he was working on carry that weight and he had all these other lyrics that were kind of comical that he planned for ringo and of course he did use it in the finished song but that i find fascinating there's so much it's it's incredible what peter jackson did I want to see all 60 hours of film that he watched. You know, I'm, I'm speaking for a lot of people there. Right. But, um, yeah. you know, we don't know what's in store yet. I've heard a lot of rumors about it, you know, the DVD and Blu-ray. But any more footage that we get, we're all the, the better for it. But um, I can't say enough about Get Back. It, yep. it truly is a masterpiece. And um, keep going back to it. Because, uh, you know, you're going to keep learning more and more about yep. the relationship with the four of them and how they work together. Totally agree about the Plastic Ono Bandbox set. You really got so much for the money. I made yeah. um, a comment several shows ago. Big difference to me between the Lennon camp and the Harrison camp. Lennon's, the Lennon family gives you everything, practically yeah. everything, but the kitchen sink, you know, and the Harrison family, they're more selective. And that's yes. fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't get as many discs with All Things Must Pass as you do with Plastic on Old Band, but mm-hmm. everything that you get on All Things Must Pass is worth your while. You yeah. could spend a lot of time on all the different discs on Plastic on Old Band and not tell the difference between one version and another. Right. There are slight differences. And sometimes you got, you know, breathtaking stuff like John's vocal on Mother, isolated. Isolated, that kind of stuff. yeah. Yep. Oh. Or hearing the piano part that's supposed to be Phil Spector going into love the very beginning at full volume and then after the song ends right the piano part you know i love that stuff it's not drastic the difference Mm -hmm. of of what you're hearing there but i find it all so interesting everything you could possibly put into a box set they did and the plastic on band book really is i think it's an essential book it's got lots Mm -hmm. of quotes from john and yoko and they don't always have to apply to the songs in the Plastic Ono Band, but in some ways they are related and they, they find a way to fit them in in a way where conceptually it works. And I kind of wish that they would tell you with each quote where it, where it comes from, but they were so deeply, you know, revealing about themselves in their interviews, John and Yoko, you learn so much about them. And uh, the book is really just, it's, it's a must for any Beatle fan and Lennon fan mm-hmm. to get that. Right. I loved All Things Must Pass the box set. So many great moments. Uh, I got to tell you, though, and, and anybody who has watched my shows will probably know, I'm not that big on remixes still. 
I might change my mind in the future, but as someone who always liked the way Beatles albums were mixed and solo albums were mixed, I hardly ever complained about them. Maybe I'll change my opinion in the future. I've always been very pro Phil Spector when it comes to all things must pass and let it be. I do love the sound quality of all the, the remixes of all the Beatles box sets. They sound phenomenal that Charles Martin had worked on. But, you know, when it comes to these box sets, I immediately go to the outtakes and all mm. the other stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. Uh, the remixes are not nearly as important. That might change for me in the future. I just don't know. The McCartney lyrics book is a definite highlight. Yeah. Um, it's not without its flaws, right. but you really get inside the mind of Paul. And you, got, you get the feeling like if you said to Paul, Paul, uh, talk about Lady Madonna. <laughs> and he's sitting on the couch. Yeah. And it's like any thought that comes into his brain, he's just going to tell you, even if it goes off topic. He's right, just exactly. keep going. <laughs> and it's like he's very comfortable with you wherever the conversation goes. It's like it's like unedited right. in a way. Oh, you know that it's edited. Mm. But um, you really feel like you're having a personal conversation sometimes with him. And it's just fascinating the way that when he's writing a song, he could have all these random thoughts putting them all together in a way that you understand how the song becomes what it was. Um, and it, that, that counts for so many songs in the book. Um, a very worthwhile read. Um, the two EPs from Ringo I love, partly because of the fact I'm just so grateful he's doing anything at this point. And um, sound quality is great. I will agree Zoom In is, is stronger than Change the World. Um, and um, I love just his attitude and the energy on these records. And for me, as I've said many times, the interesting thing with Ringo are the songwriting collaborations that he has, in this case with Bruce Sugar, mainly because all the other people that he's been writing with ever since the post-Mark Hudson days weren't in the same room with him yeah. to write the songs. And I just, you know, I like the fact that Linda Perry gives him a song. Yeah. Sam Hollander is still working with Ringo and um, Teach Me to Tango killer track really good song on zoom in so um like i said if you add both eps together and the new charity song with uh see you later alligator which is very much kind of like rock around the clock was same sound same energy i love it so um you know i like both eps and i'm happy anytime ringo releases anything mccartney three imagined i still gotta listen to a lot more i like the concept of it but i get kind of frustrated because I wish that Paul would actually work with these people and write songs with someone like yeah. Beck instead of just handing over right. yeah. and, and see what you can do with it. You know, which is a big thing these days. Yeah. Multiple, know, multiple acts have now done something like that. Have, yeah. you know, their albums are now, you know, being covered by other artists and putting yeah. all on, you know, one album. So it's just, yeah. Yeah. I think it was a smart idea. McCartney three imagined that Paul Paul wanted that out. I think that was a, a pretty smart idea, you know, to get uh, other artists doing and maybe appeal to other people, uh, some Paul songs, and yep. maybe some different audience. Uh, personally, mm -hmm. it wasn't for me. Uh, I, I have it because yep. I wanted to me have too. a complete collection. Mm. I I still haven't heard the entire thing. I think I've heard five tracks uh, <laughs> online. And uh, they just weren't for me, you know. I, I didn't like them much. Although yeah. I did get a kick out of that one video where it had the the Paul Find My Way cartoon character. Yeah, that the, was a Find My Way. Yeah. The Beck remix. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 
and yeah. uh, I did like that the video of it. It was fun, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. I became a St. Vincent fan um, thanks to that. Uh, I got her new album that came out this year called Daddy's Home, and I think it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'll bet she's very pleased. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Worked for her benefit. Yep. Yeah. And I should mention that I was one of the people that did very much enjoy the All Things Must Pass remix. Uh, it was a revelation to me. Mm. Having said that, before this that was released, I always said, look, I don't know if they can do that with All Things Must Pass. Can they really remix it and make, sort of despectorize it a little bit? Even though I, I like Spectre, I was curious what they could do, but I didn't think they could really do it. But and, I, and then I used to go around saying, well, you know, with All Things Must Pass, that's what makes it All Things Must Pass. Is it going to be the same album? I like I can listen to it that way, but I was curious to see what they could do. So I think mm. now I like it both ways, to tell you the truth. And it actually uh -huh. gave me more of an appreciation for the original, too. Mm. Okay. If that makes yeah. any sense. Uh, I think, you know, I listened to a lot of opinions. And people, uh, were, people were saying they thought something was lost, actually, with the mm. new version. Um, when I went back to the old one, I said, yeah, it has its charm. I always loved the album, and I loved that's how I loved it. I mm. loved it with the, the way it was released in 1970, so... I must have liked it. I didn't always <laughs> yeah. sit there saying, boy, if only they yeah. could do something with this. I think <laughs> they were very smart, you know, because there were rumors for a while that, oh, they were going to strip all the right. Full Spectre stuff out. They didn't. And, uh, and I mean, you know, maybe in some cases they toned it down a little bit. Right. But they were very smart not to strip it out because... Uh, yeah, we love Wawa, kid, yeah. right? That's right. We love Wawa. <laughs> and, yeah, if you had stripped all the Full Spectre stuff out of Wawa... It wouldn't be the same song, you know, because yeah. in some cases it needs that big sound, you know, yeah. you, you oh, want yeah, that. So I think they, you know, I think that whole, you know, stripping all of it away was overblown. I think they they did a nice job of, of you know, maybe in some cases bringing up George's vocals when they needed to and they were a little too buried in right. the mix but they but they didn't just remove all the the echo and everything else mm. i mean i think they right. you know on on the whole it was a good balance you know if but actually peak... oh sorry go ahead ken yeah the one thing that they did that was very smart was that one of the discs was all demos and mm -hmm. it was without phil Spector? so mm -hmm. you could actually hear well it was just george and klaus mm -hmm. and ringo right. doing yeah. wawa yeah. So if you wanted the song without Phil Spector, you got it that way. True. So, mm -hmm. yeah. But with the original mixes, we did comment that there were times when you could understand why George's vocals were a bit buried, because sometimes yeah. when it's out in the clear and it may not be that strong, mm -hmm. you know, you could see why yeah. there was, you know, right. some reverb added or whatever. Mm -hmm. So yeah. there was reasoning behind what was done with the yeah. original mixes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I also do want to say uh, I totally agree with you about Ram On, the tribute. Um, I love the production on Ram On, yeah. especially. Excellent. And when you when you hear other people try to do these songs, you realize how difficult it is to pull off. Yeah. You know, especially certain songs like you know, how many people really can sing Monkberry Moon Delight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me, please. <laughs> you know, and all the work that was done with the harmonies with Paul and Linda that was done so well, captured on this this tribute for something like Dear Boy, you know, and Long Haired Lady and songs right. like that. So I think it it was very well done. On the other hand, you know, my other podcast show, Things We Said Today, 
my other co-hosts weren't too crazy about the fact that it was too faithful to the original mm. and they would have preferred if they had you know done something that was a little bit more put more effort with a you know somewhat of a different arrangement everyone has a different opinion that's what right. that's what makes the world go around that's you know? right that was a very very pleasant surprise that cd yep uh, mm. going into it I, I admit i was like well what's it, what's it gonna be like let's you know it's, it's probably yeah. okay i really liked it yeah, yeah. I, I think really that was also one of, of the one of the problems with the art of mccartney uh tribute was a lot i mean a lot of that was very faithful to mm. because then you you got paul's backup band pretty much right. playing on most of those tracks there where you you had something like junior's farm with steve miller and you're like well let's let's hear a steve miller version rather than yeah. a, a paul mccartney version you know okay. so yeah, yeah. but good. but but one of the highlights for us on two legs was was getting to talk to timmy sean who did the vocals for monkberry moon delight mm. and uh smile away and uh mm. you know get to hear his story so i mean that was that was a that was a really interesting to hear he was product. great yeah yeah he was great mm -hmm. mm. another big highlight for me which we talked about briefly on our show was the um the album that came out from Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davis Jr. Oh, it's yeah. called Blackbird. And yeah. it was uh, 10 recordings altogether, eight of which were Lennon McCartney Beatles songs. And they also covered uh, Just Like Starting Over mm. and Silly Love Songs. And if you love Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davis Jr. from all their years in the Fifth Dimension, and I've seen them live, they are phenomenal live. Their vocals are as strong as ever. And... Um, this particular album, they're very nice arrangements of Beatles songs, and it does sound like like a 70s R&B hmm. album, like what All they right. sounded like back then. Nice. And that's, you know, I love, as, as all of us do on this show, R&B from that decade. Yes. It really has that kind of production feel to it. The arrangements are great. Their vocals are great. You never know that these are people in their, you know, upper 70s. They're just so strong. Wow. And uh, the arrangements are just very nice. Mm -hmm. They're not trying to copy the Beatles here. And in particular, Billy Davis Jr. doing Help. It's a very gospely version of it. But uh, that was a very nice surprise for me. So um, just want to lightly touch upon some of the books that I listed here, since we did bring up a few of them. Of course, there's, there's All Things Must Pass Away. Ken Womack and Jason Krupa, absolutely essential, I think. A lot of things you learn about the relationship between yep. George and Eric Clapton in there. Yep. Um, Beatles 100, 100 Pivotal Moments in Beatle History from John Borak. Just what the title says, taking 100 moments, Beatles and solo Beatles careers that are very important and discussing why this author felt it was. Um, the new book from Laura Cortner and Dr. Bob, It's All in the Mind, Volume 2, Ooh, yep. all about Yellow yep. Submarine, the film. Everything you ever wanted to know about the film itself, they are the masters, they are the experts <laughs> yeah, on that sure. particular film. And Bruce Spizer uh, just recently put out a Magical Mystery Tour and Yellow Submarine book. I just interviewed Bruce with Al Sussman on my YouTube channel to talk about that. And I want to mention a couple of books which I haven't read yet but I know everybody's been praising. One of which is Paul Sally's book, Little Wind. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Tom that. is always ready. Yep, I'm he's ready. You. Yeah, amazing. He has a job for life as, as, yeah. <laughs> as, as always having a book or a DVD yeah. or an album ready. Mm -hmm. But it's all about the life of Jimmy McCullough. McCullough, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's McCulloch, actually. Yes. Um, um, it's, it's Henry McCullough, <laughs> Jimmy McCulloch. Jimmy McCulloch, okay. or, yeah. I always McCullough, yeah. Jimmy McCulloch. 
Yep. Okay. McCulloch. I always screw that up. Twickenham. Okay. Twickenham. <laughs> everything you ever wanted to know about Jimmy is in that mm. book. His whole beginnings. He was a child prodigy. Great on guitar at a very young age. The bands he was in before Wings. You know, it's it's really, uh, I've heard everybody praise yeah. that book. So um, that's that one I'd recommend. And then Jude Kessler's latest on John, Shades mm -hmm. of Life, part one, mm -hmm. covering most of the year of 1965. Mm -hmm. So those are the ones that um, I certainly would recommend. Any that I missed from any of you? Oh, oh man. Go ahead, yep. Kit. Well, as Tom mentioned, yeah. the book oh, on yeah, him. Phantom oh, yeah, Phantom and the <laughs> That goes without <laughs> saying. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, yeah, 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 it's, uh, yeah, and it's, uh, and it's for us. It's, it's about right. fans and, mm -hmm. uh, and obviously the very important role that fans played and, and oh. continue to play in the Beatles story. Mm. Uh, Tom absolutely. doesn't have something right at his fingertips. I'm sorry. Oh man, oh. I know. Uh, well, while while Tom's looking, <laughs> I do want to second his uh, comments on the book about the Beatles in Hamburg, uh, and I'm still going through it right now. I need um, to get that. Yeah, it is mm. excellent, and and yes, it's not cheap. Yes, it takes a while to, to arrive because <laughs> you're ordering it. <laughs> uh, you're ordering it from abroad, but it is it is. I I can't imagine. That there isn't, you know, that this isn't going to be like the authoritative book right. on those years in Hamburg. It's it's just a great chock full of photos, rare photos, memorabilia. Yeah, it's mm. it's it's an it's an essential, no question about it. Okay, um, very good, sir. Yeah, and then we also got the you know the second Grand Dude book, um, so mm -hmm. Grand Dude Screen Submarine. Um, and then that's one, one that's on. yeah one one <laughs> here's another one that you could probably pass i don't want to say anything bad about it but um no. uh it's the, the mccartney behind the songs uh by mike evans um you know going through it reading some of it i mean it's nothing groundbreaking it's a lot of the same stories um he just likes we'll pick like one or two songs per album we'll talk about the album itself and then just give you the story behind one or two songs from the album and and they're pretty well-known stories to begin with you know mm. so i don't necessarily consider it essential but um if you're someone like me that's gotta have everything mccartney um you know how about for beginners how about newer fans this is definitely a good beginner's book yes okay yes a good good, good, nice good point joe good point yeah and i love that picture of paul right there. that is a good yeah. picture yeah yeah i would get it just for that i think yeah <laughs> um but anytime an author is not doesn't want to talk about their book i think that kind of you know no. oh okay maybe not oh. maybe tell you something okay. but anyways interesting well i had no idea <laughs> mm, interesting well they're actually a book. No idea. yeah <laughs> Well, actually, there's a book that just came out. I'm 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 uh, waiting for uh, for my copy to arrive, but uh, but I know it'll be great because we know all the authors involved. Um, it's uh, it's a uh, travel guide, and and hopefully mm. by next year we can uh, we can we can all start traveling uh, a bit more. It's uh, the Beatles Fab Four Cities: uh, Liverpool, right. Hamburg, London, and New York by Richard Porter, David Bedford, and Susan Ryan. Now these are these are people that uh, if you want tour guides, uh, uh, travel guides and experts for all of these cities, 
you can't get much better than these people. Um, and uh, it's a it's a book full of, you know, it's it's it, you know, it's whether you're planning on, you know, you can take this book with you if you're going to travel these places or if you're an armchair traveler, um, you can, uh, you know, use this book. And they have maps, they have histories, uh, obviously the Beatles connections and some solo too to all mm. of these different places, um, pictures. Um, and I think they include personal stories of their connections uh, to the city. So I can't wait uh, to get this because you can't you can't have better guides than than these three. I mean, yeah, for, for sure. And David um, Bedford, David Bedford was born in Liverpool. Mm-hmm. He's been in Liverpool his whole life. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's Liber- yep. Liverpool true. So uh, exactly. if you need someone to give you a you know a tour guide of Liverpool, he he'd be a uh, you know the perfect yep. person. Yeah, but Richard, Tom, are you are you addressing Sean Nichols? Yes. Okay, he wants to know the title of the handbook. Yeah, yeah, I just I just wrote it. In oh, there. great. And uh, Richard Porter is the uh, I think he's president of the International Beatles or uh, I think it's International Beatles Fan Club and has given tours of, of London mm-hmm. walks and all for I mean decades. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. no bigger authority there. And then Susan Ryan has given tours of uh, Beatles and John Lennon tours in New York for right. years and years so uh and uh, and is a familiar figure at uh, the new york and uh, chicago beetle fest so again it, it, there's you know these are three experts so yes. uh, so definitely check that out too that came out in october i think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay so why don't we move on ahead to the coming year hmm. and talk about what's on our wish list uh mine's fairly lengthy so I think I will yeah. go to uh, the three of you first. <laughs> I, I tried Why to narrow it down a few. I narrowed yeah. it down, yeah. Yeah. Let's start with you, Kit. Okay. Well, uh, we talked, uh, kind of referred to this earlier about the McCartney archives. Uh, let's hope for a McCartney archive release. I am waiting patiently for Back to the Egg London Town, uh, whether it's uh, uh, going to be a combined release, uh, or I would be happy with even just Back to the Egg. Uh, yeah. <laughs> please, please, please. London Town. <laughs> yep, exactly. One or the other, both. I'm, I'm not picky. Uh, so I'd <laughs> love to see that. Um, and, um, you know, love to see, um, I'm, you know, probably being greedy, but another George Harrison uh, release. Now, is there's a rumor that there's going to be Bangladesh next right. year. Is that well, correct? If they're going chronologically, that would be the next. Yep. Right. So I, I have to wonder what, what would they do with that as far yeah. as bonus material? That Unless they're going to. Unless there's more rehearsal stuff, because mm-hmm. the DVD that came out a while ago, it's like, I don't know, 10 years ago, um, mm-hmm. had some rehearsals of, the, of George doing If Not For You, mm-hmm. Come On In My Kitchen with Leon Russell. There are right. a few things. I don't know how much more there is of that. I don't know if the Harrison family want to put out anything from the afternoon show. Yeah. I don't know how far yeah. you can go with not well, we can you, know, you can also we'll put see. out the the Bangladesh song, uh, whether or not there was an outtake or two on there. Uh, True, you know the mm-hmm. single version, and then obviously the the B side as well, Deep Blue. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, so there, yeah. There, there, there's stuff. Yeah, so I'd I'd be happy for that or or uh, any other uh, the, the album box sets if they want to go through the chronological albums rather mm. than you know if they want to skip the live but but Bangladesh I would love that 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 would be I, I love it um, possibly the sometime in New York City uh, box set I guess we're, we're going to get a Sean 
let that slip. Uh, so that might be next year. And I'd be interested in that um, to see what, uh, what that would uh, comprise of. Uh, let it be. Let's get that original Let It Be Thank movie you. out. Yeah please at last okay um and finally um i'm really looking forward to i hope that mccartney legacy book will be out yes. uh next year uh we were talking a little bit about that before the show uh, mm -hmm. by adrian sinclair and uh alan cozen i'm really looking forward to that book i think that's going to be extremely insightful uh so uh, so i'm i'm hoping because i think it was supposed to be out this year and then right. Always long. got delayed, and yeah. now it's, I, it's I, October fifteenth. October fifteenth is October the latest 15th. release. Oh, same okay. date, same date as when Let It Be the box set came out. Oh Just no, a year kidding. later. Yeah, yes. you're a year right. later. Yeah. You're right. You're right. So let's hope that um, we'll and we'll have we'll have to have them on our show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we'll get working on that. So yeah. uh, so those are my my hopes for 2022. Okay, mm -hmm. Tom, you are next. Okay, well, you know, Kit said it, you know, let it be, um, you know, there are rumors, they did say, well, I shouldn't say rumors, but, you know, people in the Beatles camp said we were going to get this, and not with the uh, uh, a release of Get Back, which I, I think is kind of idiotic in a way, but however they release it, I don't care, just release it, um, yeah. with it, or, or with Get Back, or without Get Back, I think it's still very important that we get that. Um, uh, George, you know, yeah, concert Bangladesh would be nice um everything you know a new uh, new transfer to blu-ray high def and then you know remaster or remixed audio whatever you want to do with it let's just get one big package um hopefully not as big as a crate or maybe we can put it in a uh you know one of those travel you know whatever they put the the i forgot what they're called but um uh, but you can like these tour cases where you, you know, you pick on, you know, you put speakers and whatnot in those, these tour cases, these large uh -huh. tour cases, you know, so maybe it'll come in something like that. That'd be cool. Um, Don't give him any ideas. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be no for $2,000. Yeah, exactly. No more gnomes though. Yeah. yeah, no more gnomes, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> um, well, maybe we can get something like a, a stage or something like that with, uh, you know, the, figurines of each individual on the stage or something um, um he's got a dangerous imagination he really yeah. does um that's uh for ringo uh you know over the years we've been getting a few of his movies put out on dvd and blu-ray we've got magic christian candy uh caveman that'll be the day i would mm -hmm. love to see a, a release of blind man and 200 motels um earlier this year the frank zappa cap released the, this 200 motels um sessions or i mean i think it was like five or six discs worth of of, of material that they recorded uh for that for that album release on blu-ray you're talking about blu-ray because blind man is on dvd well, I want an update. Yeah, I want an updated version uh, of that. Yeah, Blu-ray release would be great. Mm -hmm. um, for Paul, I got a great record store day release for, for Paul. Uh, next year is the anniversary of their Wings' first three singles. So I would love to see those uh, first three Wings singles in a box set release for like a record store day. I think that would be, or it doesn't have to be record store day. <laughs> Just release it. It doesn't matter. Um, that's a great you know, idea. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, 1972 was such a unique year in that regard. Right. Who else would release three singles, three singles and no album? 
Right. <laughs> Just separate singles by itself. Right. That's know? why, you know, you, you wait, you know, another three weeks and release wildlife in January of 70, uh, you know, 72, you know, you mm. don't, you know, don't need to release another album in 71. Um, so I would love, uh, would love that. Um, you know, also with Paul, I mean, we, we talk about the art, you know, back to the egg in, in London town. It doesn't matter for, for, for me what it is, just as long as the series continues. That's all right. I can hope for yeah. is, is yep. for this series to continue. Yeah. And um, so even off the ground, you know, would be a welcome uh, yeah. for me, you know. Um, and, and John, you know, obviously, you know, sometime in New York City for next year, that would that would you know make my day too just as long again if the these these sets continue i would love to hear what they he does with you know woman is the you know end of the world and all those other songs attica state and i would love to hear remixes of those or isolated vocals you know on those as well so um yeah i mean next year will be another expensive year yeah, <laughs> yeah. i think that's a safe bet yeah, yeah. all my money is on that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, now that the Lennon and Harrison camp are in this groove of putting out right. something each year, you add that to the Beatles stuff, you add that to McCartney's releases, right. and it's only, you know, Ringo's the only one that hasn't put out a box set. Right. Well, yeah, I mean... So, yet. <laughs> I, yeah, yet. I mean, I don't know if Capital, you know, if they find that to be, you know, a rough thing to decide, you know, mm. in order to make money, you have to make a certain amount of these sets. You know, if, right. if like 5,000 units is the, is the limit to make any profit, do they feel like that will sell? Like if we did get a, a Ringo 73 album box set, would, would 2023? Yeah. Would it, would yeah. it sell? I mean, would it sell, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah I know we'll buy it, you know, I think but, that would sell as good as the other yeah. ones. Yeah. I think but you'd figure, yeah, that would be, that would probably be the only one then, then that, that they would do. I mean, obviously that's his most well-known album. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. No, so. I, I definitely think they should do it for Ringo for mm-hmm. the Ringo album. Yeah, but. see what gets yeah. me. That, I know that's always like the logic. It makes sense. That's common sense and business sense. But however, I see so many box sets of artists that you know. I wonder, like, I don't know, like I'll say Bobby Gentry. I love Bobby Gentry. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Billy Joe, Mississippi Delta. There's a bunch of you know, a fancy. There's a bunch of stuff I like. But I mean, if you could. If somebody like, like Bobby Gentry can have a box set, you can put out a Ringo box set. That's yeah. how I always think. It's got the Beatles mm. at least yeah. behind them. Um, I don't just mean the, the 73 album. I mean, in general. Just, yeah. I, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, or the Trogs, you know, a Trogs yeah. box set. I mean, really? Well, I mean, the, the, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that Ringo album is historic in the fact that, I mean... The, all four of them are on there, right? Right. Um, it's had you know, three major hits. Yeah, it's exactly three major hits. Yeah. Um, you know, very well known acts. The you know the band. You know how many other how many great musicians are on that you know album besides just you know the three other Beatles. You know, so mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, Billy Preston. No brainer. Yeah. Klaus, yeah. Klaus, Klaus Warman. You know, mm-hmm. right. On. Elton. No, Elton's yeah. on. Good night, Vienna. Yeah. Good night, Vienna. Yeah. yeah uh joe okay well to start with i'm gonna say might be too early in 2022 but i think a lot of people are hoping for an official get back blu-ray release yeah uh and uh, hopefully with some extra hours on there which we know peter jackson wants to do but not sure if if, uh, they're gonna find it lucrative uh, powers to to be you know so but that's what the first thing i would hope for 
Uh, going moving on to John, yes, the John Lennon sometime in New York City box, which you know, a, a tweet or something. Somebody had asked Sean Lennon, "When can we expect sometime in New York City?" And he just came back, twenty twenty two, just like that. So yeah. maybe that means we'll get it. But I want to see it with the enhanced live in New York City concert. Yes, uh, yeah, restored. That would go in nice with that, and, and I'm hoping that. The inclusion of that, along with maybe some of the Willowbrook rehearsals, there were mm-hmm. a lot of those Willowbrook rehearsals, uh, and you know, just making it a nice package. Maybe it'll get a little more respect. Sometimes these things get uh, second uh, opinions, like we had that with McCartney too. I think got gained a little ground when it was re- reissued in an archive set, and of course, Ram, which was always really a good album anyway, but yes. it got a lot more appreciation over the last decade or two. Um, good call, Joe. Bring, yeah. Did, <laughs> did, did John do the Did John do the telethon in in seventy two? Which the, 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 the Jerry, Jerry Lewis? Lewis? Yeah. Jerry Lewis was seventy two. I think it was seventy two. Okay. All right. I mean, that'd be just cool. Yeah, could, we could get some, we could get on that. that in there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. and of course, well, with yeah, Paul, I, of course, I would like to see. I see. I'd like to see a London town and a back to the egg archives he's done two at a time before to get right. expensive but uh i would like to see those two like you say tom one at a time as long as whichever one i don't really mind although i'm pushing for back to the egg mm-hmm. you yeah know, that's the one i really want um and I, and i've thought also about a possible thing that i'd heard from paul where it's some kind of an album oh, of yeah. With sound, sound checks, checks. sound yeah. checks, yeah. Oh, uh, that'd be cool. That's an interesting. Yeah. I think idea. he's mentioned that in ni- 2019. He mentioned that, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be, I that. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. And as I, as I said before, you know, and if, if anybody has a problem with his voice these days live, you could use sound checks from his whole touring career from like 89 to now and yep. get all kinds of great performances of songs you don't usually get. Mm-hmm. Too, you know, so you know that would be a very interesting package. Uh, so, okay, Paul, work on that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try to go through these quick because I got some other ones. Uh, you know, Mark Lewison. I'd like to get the second book, but I think he said he, he's not committing to a date. And he said, if one time I heard him say it wouldn't be any earlier than 2023, and I'm not even going to ensure that. 2023. He's not going to commit mm. to that. How about 2024 at this point to go along with the 60th anniversary mm-hmm. of right. the Beatles in America? Mm-hmm. 2024, part two. We'll be talking about 64 in it. Mm. That's an idea for that. <clears throat> Let's go to George. I want a 1991 Japanese tour account. Um, however you do it, whether you have a whole show or just different clips from different shows, along with there's a lot of press conference material and arriving in Japan with Eric Clapton, you could make a nice feature out of that. I like to have something like that. If not that, the 1974 Dark Horse Tour, which we've heard rumored maybe they were thinking about putting out. Well, you know, going back to there was a press release right before COVID hit about releasing everything through 74 right but it would probably be like you know one release per year and all in chronological order 
So at some point we would get 74, probably something to do with the Dark Horse album and the Dark Horse tour. Yeah, well, that's the thing, too. You know, I was going to say uh, a, a lot of times it, it, it's convenient to go with anniversaries because that's what we keep thinking, you know, uh, hmm. what year, like what year is it? For example, uh, I, I thought of Please Please Me. Imagine if they started again trying to put out hmm. the Beatles again, start with Please Please Me and working their way up. Or well, we have to wait for 2023 for Please Please Me, right? You can't do it in right. 2022. See, I, I don't know if, if everything's by the book like that now people are thinking in terms of anniversaries that seems to be the, the, the gimmick these days which helps to sell it so hmm. maybe that's true um yeah let's not leave ringo out here the, the first thing that i always say is as a, a vinyl collector i would love to have ringo's uh, albums on vinyl that have not been on vinyl yet and those would right. be vertical man ringo rama choose love and liverpool eight i'd like to see them get vinyl releases and uh uh, yeah, the Ringo box set, the, the self-titled Ringo, I, I would like that. But that one, I could, I could wait out to 2023. I think it would be great for 50th anniversary. And uh, hmm. that's it for me. I, as long as Ringo does more EPs and more music at all in 2022, I'll be happy. Agreed. Hmm. Very good. Great suggestions there from everybody. And mine are some of yours. And you know, <laughs> there's some repeat here, which you would you would expect. Oh, yeah. um, my number one wish is a get back DVD and Blu-ray with more yeah. material. Yeah. You know, the more the merrier. We know there's a 16 hour rough cut. I don't know if we're going to get that, but I'll be happy with a few more hours. Um, I hope there's a get back soundtrack of some kind. Yeah. You know, let yes. it. Yeah. Let it be. You know, as much as I love the box set, I love it for the music and the sound quality is great. But there were so many missed opportunities. Yes. That could have been on the box set for Let It Be. Maybe they'll save that for Get Back. Yeah. Um, I'd be quite happy with just two CDs or three CDs of material. You can do or quite four. a lot with just that, or four, <laughs> or more. <laughs> We're not greedy. Yeah. <laughs> and we all said the original uh, Let It Be on DVD and Blu-ray, the film. Um, sometime in New York City, box set. Like Joe, I was thinking about um, not just the audio from Live in New York City from the one-to-one concerts. I'm thinking about the video as well. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Can they, yeah. yeah um, can they combine the afternoon and evening shows? You know, mm. we'll see. Mm. Yeah. Um, there's so much you can do. There were rehearsals at uh, Butterfly Studios, I think it was, um, that have been bootlegged, like you said, Joe, and maybe that can make it you know, into this box set. But we know something's going to be coming out next year. And just following the example of Plastic Auto Man and Imagine, the Lennons give you so much. So um, it wouldn't surprise me if we got quite a lot. I'd like to get a lot of outtakes of the songs from sometime in New York City, including Yoko songs as well. Mm. Um, concert for Bangladesh box set probably is what's next in the pipeline. Although, you know, I don't know how much more you can do other than what we mentioned, but we'll see. Um, for Ringo, I'd like another EP and a box set for the Ringo album. You know, I would like to see a box yeah. set for every Ringo album, but mm -hmm. I don't think that's being realistic. But if you're going to do it at all, I would think the Ringo album is a natural because of the reasons that we said it's the most successful album of his career. You do have the other Beatles on it and um, great material all throughout. For they Paul, could do Good Night Vienna, if, if, maybe if they had a lot of extra material, you yeah. know, uh, with John mm. and Elton. 
Well, I mean, but that I would, would also Ringo before. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if yeah. the Ringo album would sell, I mean, if that box set sold, then maybe that would give them the the confidence to do a good night, Vienna. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. The yeah. powers to be. There was, there was talk a few years ago. <laughs> Ringo said that that they were or he was thinking about an Apple right. Years box set. I remember kind of that. like what happened with George and nothing has come of yes. that. Yeah. Yet. Of course, maybe COVID could have affected the whole thing. Yeah, possibly. For Paul, something no one's mentioned. It's a wonderful life. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know, there were plans for a stage presentation in London and then because of COVID, right. you know, that got derailed. So mm-hmm. hopefully if everything is back to normal, we'll see that, you know, on stage in London, at least. And hopefully there will be a soundtrack album Mm-hmm. with the performers you know from the show not mm-hmm. from from paul himself but i would right. love to hear that mm-hmm. um a new album from paul mm-hmm. why not <laughs> <laughs> you know it'd be nice if um if he got together with his band again you know mm-hmm. i don't know if he's if he's had any contact with any most of the time whenever we hear about him he's always by himself or with his family All right so Maybe it's time. Once again, I'm sure he's always writing material. Mm-hmm. So he probably has a lot of material ready anyway. Um, an archival box set, everything that you guys have mentioned. Most of all, I prefer press to play for the next one, but I will take <laughs> off the ground. I will take London Town. I'll take back. I will do anything for an official release of Yvonne. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so. Well, for all the stuff that, uh, you know, Paul did with Phil Ramone, mm-hmm. that yeah. would end up, it would make sense to put that on the yes. Press to Play album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, off the Ground has so many great bonus tracks. Yeah. Easily right there. Yeah. You've got a, another CD of all the bonus tracks that were on the CD singles. Um, and then Tours from Paul yeah. and Ringo. You know, Ringo's about to tour. We haven't heard anything from Paul yet. You know that he'll want to. Yeah. So that could very well, you know, happen for next year. Paul and Ringo remaining healthy. Mm. Yes. Okay. Yes. And uh, as you mentioned, the McCartney Legacy book from Alan Cozen yep. and Adrian Sinclair. And finally, the world to be rid of COVID. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Once and for all. <clears throat> so, you, know, uh, you know what this segment reminds me of hmm. is. Um, uh, the scene in The Jerk with Steve Martin. And he goes, all <laughs> I need <laughs> is this, is this <laughs> CD. <laughs> and this chair. And this chair. <laughs> and the paddle game with the remote right. control. <laughs> That's one really? of my favorite movies of all time. Right. That's a great right. movie. Oh it's amazing. I, I, I love The Lonely Guy, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, The Man with Two Brains. I know all these right. movies I love. Yep. Uh, and then I like the jerk. I don't really know. Oh, you got to <laughs> see it. Oh, oh, was his first I, major yeah. film. You know? I just remember him when he's going on a tr- at the beginning when he's leaving home and he gets all dressed up in gear or something. He just stands out and he goes hitchhiking like this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's awesome. it's an interesting film because he actually combines a lot of his comedy routine stuff right. that he was yeah. doing when he was doing stand up and he put mm-hmm. that into the film. Right. So, but it's great lines. Mm-hmm. So many lines you can quote from the jerk. Oh, and 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 I do all the time. No, don't you restart that. 
We're too revenge, busy with the honeymoon. Tom, revenge. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, revenge. I wouldn't even know what you're doing. Kit, you and I will will figure a TV show that only we know. Yeah, exactly. And we'll just do lines for it. Everybody knows the honeymoon. Come on. <laughs> hey, the beauty we'll, about the honeymoon. We'll find is... we'll find a Gen X uh, TV yeah. show that these guys don't know. Or something. Exactly. Only cl- thirty nine <laughs> classic episodes, right? Right. That's yeah. right. Only guy I know is thirty nine episodes. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh man, my memory is bad enough. Actually, yep. I think the average is a lot higher than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very good, Joe. Oh God. Uh, all right uh, so this has been great our last yeah. show of the year yes why indeed. don't we why don't we tell the folks what each of us has in store with their own solo projects tom <laughs> let's start with you all right thank you ken um yeah so two legs we're you know busier than ever we just posted our last episode which was a uh, tribute to uh wildlife which just celebrated its 50th anniversary we had a gentleman named Norman Masloff who goes by Mazzy, has a great YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, very, I mean, person that appreciates all kinds of music is what one of the things that I love about his channel. Um, so that's out now. That's on our YouTube channel, as well as all the audio formats. Uh, yesterday, we just recorded the show, uh, our, our, um, our third part of our Best Friends series, which uh, myself and, and Andy and our friend Anthony Rituno, uh over from the Glass Onion on John Lennon podcast. Uh, and this just examines the, the friendship between John and, and, and Paul throughout the 70s from meetings and from press uh, and media and all that stuff. So that's there. And then um, next week to end the year, um, we'll, we'll do a year in review as well. Um, one of the fun things that I got to do uh, recently, which hopefully it'll get posted this week or next week or whenever, is uh, we all know um, my frenemy or my rival, whatever, Sam from the from the other <laughs> side of the pond. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like you know, Sam we, a lot. <laughs> yeah. so we have a good time whenever we, we get together. And we got together recently, and we know his spinoff show, Macca in Your Attic. Well, we got to turn the tables a little bit, put the shoe on the other foot. And I hosted this time while he got to show some of his uh, prized uh, Macca items in his collection. So that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. We had a great time doing that. And like I said, hopefully that'll be, uh, that'll be up um, uh, in a week or two. So that was a good time. Uh, find us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Two Legs Podcast. You can email us at twolegspodcast at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, please check out our YouTube channel. We're, in, we're getting really close to 900 subs. And so we really appreciate all the newcomers and all the, all the people that have been there from the beginning. Um, you know, we, could, we can't do the show without you. So uh, thank you very much. Okay. Always a busy guy. Yeah. Tom Hunyadi. <laughs> Joe, you're next. Not very busy. The guy that's not very busy. <laughs> oh, uh, yes, you are. My YouTube Jeez. channel is Mean Mr. Mayo. Uh, and I just put a video up today. It's kind of responding to other uh, discussions that I've been seeing. Yeah, on YouTube that was good. Yeah. About the Beatles yeah. history and all that. And the thing is, again, like, you know, uh, who, who are the best judges of history to give you the good accurate stories at the Beatles themselves? Uh, the primary sources, uh, people around them, like George Martin and Neil Aspinall and so forth, or uh, maybe sometimes secondaries, outside sources, historians, sometimes no more. Beatles, of course, Beatles have to be number one, but they like a lot of a lot of errors and don't know their own history sometimes, make mistakes, sometimes they just forget. Sometimes mm-hmm. they get the right place, but the wrong thing or the right thing in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. So that's a video that I did. 
Uh, it's up now. And uh, the Fab Gab show that I do with Matthew Street, we're taking a break from now until uh, January. So we're not going to be doing any new shows uh, until January. But uh, when January comes, look out for more shows. And, you know, we're doing other stuff now, not just ranking albums anymore. In fact, we've been doing other shows so much that it's to the point where we have to get back to doing some album <laughs> rankings. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I want to get some more guests on there. And uh, that's it for me, folks. All right. Okay. I always save the best for last, so you'll have to be patient, Kit. <laughs> <laughs> I had a whole list here, and I don't, I can't even find it of all the stuff I got planned. <laughs> but on my YouTube channel, I can tell you, which is Ken Michaels Radio, I just did a, a really nice interview with Bruce Spicer and Al Sussman because of Bruce's new book, Magical Mystery Tour and Yellow Submarine. And that book is about everything that followed the Sgt. Pepper album from the Our World broadcast through the Magical Mystery Tour album and film, Lady Madonna single, also uh, the Yellow Submarine film and album. It's basically everything from that period except the White Album, which Bruce covered in his previous book. So the, the two of them talk with me about that whole period, and you'll find that a lot of information uh, that maybe you didn't know before. And that's on my YouTube channel. Um, I am hoping that uh, in a few days I'll be interviewing Dr. Bob and Laura yes. Fortner. Cool. Uh, hey, two shows in a row dealing yeah. with Yellow Submarine. Where else? Yeah. <laughs> but um, and I'll be giving away a copy of this book in a special contest that should be starting the end of this week, along with a lot of Yellow Submarine memorabilia as well. Uh, my other podcast show, Things We Said Today, will be doing a show this week, just like we did here, which is a tribute to George Harrison. And I'm figuring we're probably going to do a year in review show and uh, our wish list for 2022 on that show as well. So it'll be interesting to hear what Darren and uh, Alan have to say in that show. Uh, my website, KenMichaelsRadio.com, uh, has weekly Beatles trivia every single week. And you can win one out of 10 great prizes. I actually went back and found a copy, still sealed. Of oh. a hard day's night. Oh. This is the Blu-ray and DVD that came out in 2014. Can't go wrong with this movie. So that's one of <laughs> yeah. the uh, ten prizes that you could win to add to your copy of ten that you have already of a hard day's night. <laughs> so um, yeah, there's so many great things that are that you can win on my weekly uh, Beatles Triv and Games page, and um, I do believe. That should be everything. If you can, please subscribe to Ken Michaels Radio, my YouTube channel. Um, yeah, more great stuff happening on that channel in the weeks ahead. Yes. Okay. Cool. All right, Kit. Okay. okay. Well, um, my annual Beatles Christmas gift guide just went up on Something Else Reviews today. So if you want more information about many of the things we uh, talked about tonight and some things we didn't mention, head on over to somethingelsereviews.com. And uh, my article is uh, right up there. So do check that out. Uh, I also did an interview with Joe Johnson, who hosts Beetle Brunch. I'm sure many of you are familiar uh, with that show and with Joe. And we do this every year wouldn't be Christmas without uh, doing an interview with Joe where we talk about best uh, releases of the year and we 
talk about, you know, highlights uh, Beatles solo related of the year. And you can find that on uh, brunchradio.com or you can look up Beetle, the Beetle Brunch channel on YouTube and you can watch it there as well. So go check it out. We had a really fun, uh, fun time, fun interviews, a great guy. Um, I'm doing my last uh, Facebook live chat for the year this Thursday, December 16th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on my Facebook page. I didn't do it last month because with all the get back madness, there just wasn't time. <laughs> it was it was too nuts. So uh, so I, I had to miss last month, but I'll be back this month. We'll be talking about uh, be talking about the you know highlights of the year, what I'm up to uh, for next year, the usual discussion, the usual rubbish, and it'll cost nothing because you just tune in uh, to my Facebook page, bring cocoa, bring eggnog, whatever your choice beverages and and just come hang out with me and finally um talking about gifts why if you're thinking of a gift for yourself or you can actually give this as a gift for somebody else why not my stevie wonder class which starts <laughs> january 27th um and uh, it's uh, three nights no grades involved you know nothing you have to write or anything like that um it's just three nights of learning about the music of stevie wonder from his earliest days at motown through today uh it's multimedia presentations um class discussions homework but it's the fun kind don't worry and uh i promise it's it's three nights of fun and and learning so i'm preparing as we speak for this class. I'm, I'm so excited about it. So I will have uh, information on how to register on our Facebook page and I have it on mine as well. So, uh, so I hope, uh, I hope I'll be seeing you in, uh, in late January. Um, and then I better tell about our, how to reach us. Mm -hmm. um, you can reach us of course, on our Facebook page. Um, you can uh, find us on virtually any, um, podcasting platform you can think of we're, we're everywhere um and uh, and of course our youtube channel thank you so much for all your support this year we really our, our youtube channel really grew this year all thanks to you guys and and but that we can finally broadcast live on here so yep. thank you yeah mm -hmm. thank you yep. all so much uh for for your support this year you've really helped us grow um, and, uh, you know, we couldn't do this without you. Uh, you can email us at talkmoresolotalk at gmail.com. Please let us know your feedback. Uh, if you have topics that you'd like to see us cover, you can send us your ideas. Um, and you can uh, tweet, uh, tweet at us at uh, talkmoretalk1, uh, talk the number one. And you can find us on the web. Uh, talkmoretalk.com and we also want to thank Beetle Ed uh, who runs yeah. this show on fab4radio.com and, and uh, we can't thank him enough for his support too uh, so uh, thank you thank you and he runs many of our individual shows too so thank you thank you thank you and also thank you to all of our guests that it's we Mrs. had on this year uh, to what <laughs> and Mr. Ed and Mr. Ed <laughs> And thank you to all the wonderful guests that we had uh, this past year. Yeah. Just all the wonderful people we had on, uh, you know, can't thank them enough. Yep. Uh, and, uh, and again, thank all of you. We couldn't do this show without you. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. And uh, I'll just echo Kit's words there. 
thanks to all of you for your support of this show and to our individual uh, respective shows. And uh, it means so much to all of us that you're here watching this show, whether you watch it live or later on in the week, tell as many people as you can about us, because we really go in depth when it comes to the solo music of the right. Beatles. And uh, we have a real passion for it, as you could probably tell. <laughs> <laughs> and we all have a blast working together. I love sure working do. with these guys. And um, oh, I just, thank you. I just want to thank you, Ken. What's that? Mm -hmm. Love working okay. with you, Ken. Okay. <laughs> All right. So once again, I want to say thank you to all of you. And for Kid O'Toole, Tom Hunyadi, and Joe Mayo, I always end every single year saying these words. Mm. Well, first of all, have a happy new year. A wonderful Christmas time. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Ding dong, ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you all same time next year. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Take care. Happy holidays. Happy Crimble. <laughs> Gary Mimble to you. Talk,